Are you looking to become an influencer, affiliate marketer, or become involved in brand partnership? Well, if so, today's episode is for you. Our guest, Amber Shaw, turns kale into confetti and is here to help you take home the gold when it comes to self-care. Join us for an episode where good vibes and green smoothies collide. bosses are you working even after putting the kids to bed but still not getting results are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work I'm your host Brooke Boltz. I'm an attorney and founder of Boltz Legal. I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi seven figures. And I'm your co-host Rachel Boltz, owner of Boltz Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Want to hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels sit back and let's ignite that passion we're miss biz where we're putting the miss in biz let's get biz done today is going to be a trip down memory lane i am here with the one and only amber shaw of the wellness revolution podcast who is also a wellness coach who has a huge social media following 276,000 followers on tiktok 25,000 followers on instagram she has just become a wellness health and fitness sensation and i have the honor of having known her before it all when she was in high school we actually went to high school together and I am so excited to talk about the past, present, and future because she is an all-around superstar, someone that I look up to in a lot of different ways and have for, you know, since high school. So welcome to the show, Amber. Thank you so much for joining us on Miss Biz. I mean, I'm going to use that every day for my freaking hype, just my own hype motivation. Okay. So thank you so much for such a beautiful welcome. I am so excited to be here. Well, thank you for being here. And I wanted to just kind of start by going back in time because I want, was wondering how, well, first I want to tell you how I remember you from high school. Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> and then I want you to tell me how you remember me from high school. Oh my goodness. I because, and I don't know if I, I don't know how much I want to hear that, but I am, I'm an open book. So I want to tell you that the things that I remember about you were you were the girl who had it all together. You, she was the captain of the cheerleading squad and I was on the cheer team too. So I looked up to her because she was the captain. She was an incredible cheerleader and all around athlete. Didn't, did you do track too? Am yeah. I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. So she was in the best shape of anyone in the class. She was super fit and she was super popular. Everybody wanted to be her friend, but she wasn't just popular. She was smart. She was in the IB program. So she always did really well in her classes. And also you were kind of a little bit of a firecracker. Like people, people didn't mess with you. You were really spoke your mind. We had a couple classes together 
together. Remember Spanish specifically we had together and yeah, you your mind um, to Miss. Was that Miss Cabrera? Oh, yes. Was that Miss Cabrera? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so she was just kind of the epitome of high school, who, who everyone would want to be in high school, but most of us are not. But Amber was that person. So that's how I remember you from high school. Um, how do you remember me? Well, what I want to say before I do that is I just want to say, yeah. you know, it's so funny though, that that's how, and I was like teared up when you say like, that's how you remembered me because, and I talk about this a lot on my podcast and in my practice, because it's so funny that what sometimes people front face and put out there is so not what matches what's on the inside, because I can tell you that, yes, I mean, I, I agree. Like I've always been kind of speak my mind, firecracker, you know, showing a lot of confidence and all those things. And I work really hard in my academics and my you know, um, sports and all of that. But underneath all of that was actually a very, very insecure girl, very, very insecure. Um, a girl who really, um, had so much external value placed on my body and the way that I looked. Um, I, there was a girl who really, really, um, strove for, uh, like perfection, uh, and had a massive fear of failure. And so, you know, these are all things that uh, patterns and beliefs and all of this that later in my life really led to like an eating disorder and like, you know, just unhealthy relationship with food and all these other things. Um, but, but it's just so funny. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for, I receive all of that. Uh, that means a lot to me, but it's just really funny though. Looking back, I'm like, gosh, I didn't, I didn't feel a lot of that. Um, so, um, okay. So how I remember you, you know, it's so funny. I definitely, you for me were always a little bit, but I think cause I was older. So maybe, um, like I didn't get to see like the full brook, but I would say like, I always remembered you as just being definitely obviously athletic. Cause what did you do? Did you do weightlifting too? Or am I like making that up? That's you, true. You did. Oh my God. So funny. I remember. Okay. So you did weightlifting and I remember obviously you were in cheerleading. And so you were obviously very athletic and very smart because you were in IB as well. Right. Um, but you, to me, were always a little bit more quiet. Do you remember being more quiet? Right. Yeah. 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 And I just, yeah, I was gonna say, I just remember you being definitely a lot more shy. And again, maybe that's because I was older and you weren't showing me your full personality, but I just remember you being definitely more, a little bit to yourself, a little bit more quiet. You know, you, when we were on, you know, cheering together, you were definitely one that never, you know, like, you know, was a real jerk to me or anything like that. Like we always, like you were just super sweet and just, but like I said, a little bit more quiet, a little bit more to yourself. I feel like. I think I was even more quiet around you because I was intimidated by you. So I, I tend to do that when I'm around someone who is just a, a big personality, I, I kind of shut down, but I was in, you're right in, in high school, I was quiet. And we've talked about that on the show before that I am naturally an introverted person that has kind of pushed myself out of my shell to uh, grow personally, but also to grow in my business. But that is definitely my nature is to kind of be, be a little more quiet. And in high school, people used to tell me that I look like I wanted to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I remember that, but I definitely remember just you were, a, yeah, definitely a little bit more quiet, a little bit more to yourself. You were not like an overly emotional um, person uh, like some of the rest of us. Um, but so, yeah, that's that's what I remember. So 
as captain of the cheerleading squad and as a, a cheerleader in high school, our coach gave us nicknames. And do you remember what your high school cheer nickname was? So, you know, I was thinking about this because we were chatting about this earlier and I swear, but like, here's the thing, like I could be making this up. Maybe somebody in college gave me this nickname, but somewhere along the line, I did get the name of like Xena because this was when like Xena Warrior Princess was around. And I just, honest to God, I cannot remember if that was in high school or if that, I need to call Adrian Fisher and see and ask Adrian or some of the other girls on the team and see, because I can't remember, but that's the one that comes up for me, but I could be way off. That seems on on point for you. Zena okay. Warrior Princess seems right. I I I think you got your nickname. Um, I was a year younger, so I don't think I was on the team with you at the time you got the nickname. So I don't remember, but that seems definitely on brand with who I perceived you as. Someone who was strong and a leader, and just had it all together, like Zena the Warrior Princess. So funny! I freaking love it. <laughs> <laughs> So you've always been in shape from my perspective and you've always been really fit and all about the, the nutrition and, and coaching aspect. How did you get into that in your, as a profession? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was definitely not, it started as a side hustle. I mean, I can tell you, so I'll be 45 next month and I oh, actually this month. And, um, I, when I was turning 40, um, you know, at this point in my life, I had a pretty, from the outside looking in a pretty picturesque, uh, you know, life. I had two very beautiful and healthy children. I was married to a man that I'd known since I was seven. You even know him as well, Brooke, Frank Bayek. Uh, and he's a very, very successful lawyer. I have a very successful, very lucrative sales career that I'd been in at that point for almost 18 years. And life from the outside looking in looked really damn good. Um, but what people didn't know is that from the inside looking out, it, it was a hot mess. My marriage was totally crumbling and falling apart. Um, I was very complacent in my sales job. I knew I just had this like burning feeling that I was meant for so much more. But as I'm sure a lot of people who want to probably a lot of people listening to this show, maybe they want maybe they want to start a side hustle, or maybe they um, are a you know, new entrepreneur, you know, when you get that that feeling that you know your purpose is for so much more than what you're doing. Um, it's hard to not listen to that, but it, you can feel trapped. It can feel very scary, especially if you're somebody who's been in a very secure job for so long. And so for me at that time, I knew, um, and let me also add, I was also very unhappy with myself. I was tired of living in this world of like at focusing so much on the physical. I was so tired of having such a screwed up relationship with food, dieting one to the, you know, one diet to the next. I had gained a lot of weight with my, both my pregnancies and I lost the weight, but then it like, you know, but it was a very unhealthy way. Um, a lot of my eating disorder tendencies were starting to come back and I was just really, really, and not a good place. And so I just decided I was getting ready to turn 40 and I went on a yoga retreat. I was supposed to go to like freaking a girl's gone wild trip to Cabo. Okay. But I canceled all that because my life was in shambles. And I was like, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go do this like, you know, introspective yoga retreat. And I went with the intention because I couldn't figure out all of my life at that point, but I knew I wanted to just, I went with the intention of figuring out what do I want? 
my next, you know, 40 years to look like as far as my, my career, what do I want that to look like? Cause I was tired of sales. Um, and so I just spent a lot of time on that trip. Um, really thinking about that and really I'm a very spiritual person. So I spent a lot of time just leaning into to God and thinking about what do I want that to look like? And it just hit me that I was supposed to be a coach, that I got the loud and clear message that all of the suffering and the pain that I was going through, although I didn't understand at the time and I was, you know, it's not what I wanted. I really did get the overwhelming feeling that it was not in vain, that it was, I was supposed to be where, that that's exactly where I was supposed to be. And I was supposed to take everything that I was learning in my own personal transformation and all the work I was doing on myself and all of it and I was supposed to help other women with it. And so I'm the kind of person that I, because I am a spiritual person, when I hear a message, I believe it. And so I came back and I think like a lot of new entrepreneurs that hear that calling, but they're not sure what to do with it. I wasn't exactly sure what all that meant. I just knew I needed to take some action. So I really started leaning into, you know, what are my passions? What do I love to do? What I know about? And, you know, obviously, since you even said, even since high school, you know, it's, it's not a secret, like always like nutrition and health and wellness and all that has been a, um, a big, a big part of my life. And so, um, I immediately came back and enrolled in the, uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It was a year long program. And I really just started taking steps to start this side hustle, um, in this coaching space, which I have eventually, you know, fortunately was able to take full time and build it to what it is today. Um, but that's really how I got started uh, making that big jump from a very cush multiple, uh, you know, multiple six figure job a year to starting my own, my own gig. Well, first, I want to commend you on being able to recognize that there was so much more out there for you and to be able to do that on top of what you were battling internally really speaks a lot in terms of just your strength and your drive. Um, and being able to recognize your purpose as well. There are so many people in society today that don't really know what their purpose and calling in life is. So I loved that you mentioned that and kind of shared the story of how that all came about. So you went, you went to school, um, you got the, the education that you needed to get to the next step. So then, then how did you get from going to school to kind of transitioning from that side hustle to where you are today? Yeah, well, I would say for me, for sure, it was definitely right place at the right time, but not not completely. The very first thing I did, well, I'll tell you, is I hired a mentor. Anybody that is looking to start their own business, whether it's a side hustle or it's like a full-time gig, hire a freaking mentor. You can write it off. It, it will just save you from all of the BS of trying to figure it out yourself, especially if you're trying to do it in the online space. The online space, people underestimate how nuanced um, the online space space is. Uh, and so I hired a mentor. Um, and so for me, it was starting to work with a mentor so that when, when my first video went viral on TikTok, I actually had a business in place. I actually had a program that I was ready to, to coach people on. I had a website, like I was getting some of these things, um, you know, set up and ready so that when, you know, all the efforts I was doing on social media, when that, when it finally kind of got you know, my, my break there, um, then I was ready for it. 
I will also say, though, you don't have to go viral to create a business. I just want to make sure that everybody listening understands that. For me, that is just part of my story that I grew a TikTok platform very quickly. It really was what catapulted my specific business. But I coach a lot of women in the business space. And I will tell you that you need, you know, you just need an audience um, that trusts you and that you connect with and that you can solve their problem. That is all that you need. Uh, I think that a lot of people think that you have to, you know, go viral, have millions of followers and all this. But I get to tell you, there's lots of creators out there that have millions of followers that don't know how to monetize their social media. So we don't, you don't have to go viral to do it. But that was really, so I would say the two biggest things is, um, you know, hiring a mentor. So I was ready for it. And then just being consistent with the efforts that I was doing on my social media uh, and the other, uh, you know, the other things to, to grow the business. If you enjoy the Miss Biz podcast, but still have questions or need advice, we have some exciting news for you. Join us for Miss Biz Connects. Miss Biz Connects is a weekly one hour Zoom call on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one hour each week dedicated to you. We want to meet you and put our brains together to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. To access the meeting link, visit us on our social media pages at Miss Biz Podcast or send us an email to MissBizPod at gmail.com. Join us this Friday and let's grow the Miss Biz Nation. That is great advice. I love your recommendation to hire a mentor. I think that is the fastest way to get where you're going quickly. And mentors can be expensive. They can be an upfront investment. But I agree with you that trying to learn everything yourself, which is kind of what I did, um, little by little trying to have my own failures and successes just took me so much longer than if I would have realized the value of having a mentor in the beginning, just biting the bullet, paying the money and, and having someone help guide you is incredibly valuable. So yeah. you are in the space of, of a ton of competition. And I can relate to that as a lawyer, law firms are incredibly competitive. There's, you can't drive a hundred yards without passing five lawyer billboards. And it's kind of the same in, on social media, at least with the wellness coaches, the health and wellness coaches and the fitness gurus. And so for you to try to create a name and a brand in that environment must've been incredibly challenging. What are some of the things that you did to try to set yourself apart and to find those people who knew, like, and trusted you to start building your following? Yeah, that's a great question. I think first and foremost, you really have to let go of the idea that yeah, that um, there are people out there just like you, right? I know that sounds like a, that you know like a, a typical mindset thing, but it really is true. You really are uh, unique. You are the one and only you. And you, even though there's you know fifty, you know you know however many wellness coaches out there you might be competing with, like you, you only you have the ability to speak to your ideal client the way that you do, and you're not going to connect with everybody, right? You're not going to connect with everybody. Um, so, but I would say from like a just straight up strategic, uh, you know, standpoint, number one, you've got to get 
crystal clear on exactly who you're talking to. I think one of the biggest mistakes that new entrepreneurs make is that, especially in the coaching space, um, is that they, uh, you know, coaches typically are good at a lot of different stuff, right? There's a kind of have a lot of different wheelhouses that we can be good at. But when you're first trying to make a name for yourself, you can't focus on all the things. You got to get really, really clear on one thing. You know, for a perfect example of this is like Lewis Howes, right? He used to, I think, do LinkedIn stuff. And now he's like this huge personal development guy, right? But he you, he couldn't have just started with like the personal development stuff. You have to get very, very specific on who you're talking to. When I say who you're talking to, I'm talking about one person. You literally do the avatar work where you pick one person person that you're talking to in all of your social media, all of your messaging, all of your landing pages, like all of that is geared toward the one person because you've got to build a following where you can build trust. And then once you've established that trust, um, then you are able to start making the pivot. I mean, this is actually, this is uh, transparently, this is exactly what I'm experiencing in my business. I've been for so long a sustainable weight loss coach. And although sustainable weight loss and health and wellness were always be a piece of what I do, I am absolutely moving more into um, per, more personal development, helping entrepreneurs with their business and their, their health and wellness and all of that kind of wrapped up in one, but I never could have gotten there um, if I wasn't, if I didn't focus on the one thing. So it's basically like, you got to put your dues in, you got to put your time in. And that does take a few years. I mean, I'm going on year five in my business and I'm just now making that shift. So it, it does does take some time. Um, but that's, I think that's the biggest thing it, when you're first getting going, the way to differentiate yourself is to get real specific. I love that. And that is, um, something that I hear all the time, riches in the niches, you know, really niching down, figuring out who you're talking to and what your specific topic is. That is wonderful advice. So when, when you, you talked about that, you had your first viral video and then you've had many since then for someone who's just trying to decide what kind of content to create and how to, how to make it shareable or likable, what would be some tips you would have for them on how to create a video that has the best potential to go viral or to build that uh, trusting relationship? So I think when you are creating short form video or social media video, you have to be really clear on what the first thing is getting really clear on what your intention is. Is your intention just to go viral or is your intention to attract your ideal client? right? Like there's a big difference. People sometimes get, they get confused with the two. And if you're really trying to use social media as a tool to grow your business, then you don't need to worry about going viral. What you got to worry about is, are you attracting your ideal client? That's like the first and foremost. And so if that's the tension, right? Cause at the end of the day, having somebody, you know, I can remember one time I had, I had a video that went um, viral on Instagram. And like, I ended up with like, 3000 followers of all Indian men. I was like, well, that, I mean, that's great, but I, I got more marriage proposals than I knew what to do with. But I was like, I was like, but that's not going to move the needle and make, making, you know, I don't need vanity metrics. I would like to produce, I, you know, I want to generate revenue, right? So I think that's first and foremost, right? Getting really clear on what your intention is. And if you're using it as a tool to grow business, uh, then it is, and whether that's a brand partnerships or it's to, to propel like your, some sort of like consulting or coaching or products business or whatever it is, getting clear on that. And so then I would say the second thing of that 
is really getting crystal clear on what your potential, your ideal client, what are their pain points, right? Like, what are they struggling with? What's the problem you solve for them? And a really easy formula for, you know, to start out with on like social media, on TikTok is making the hook, the first three seconds, three to four seconds, making that their, your ideal client's pain point, whether it's a question, are you struggling with it? Because in the, you have about three seconds to get someone's attention. This is on reels. This is on, on TikTok, And so it's using those first three seconds, um, to address their specific pain points. Right. And then just doing short, a couple short clips after that, maybe do an under 30 second video of now what's the solution. How are you going to solve that? Right. That's a really easy, easy formula. Just doing a simple talking head educational. You don't need to do all the bells and whistles. If you're just not, if content to you feels really overwhelming, which it can, and it feels really exhausting, start with that one formula. Just start. I mean, I've had so many of my videos um, be really successful by just doing that. I love that advice. So I guess for me, I want to ask you about brand partnerships because I know that that is something that a lot of our listeners aspire to accomplish. And brand partnerships, if you're not familiar, is where and you can you can help me with this definition because you know yeah. better than I do. But as I understand it, it is when brands approach you and want to have a contract with you where you sort of represent their brand and they uh, pay you for doing. TikTok videos or doing uh, just certain things to promote their brand. And I know that that is of interest to a lot of listeners. Uh, but from my perspective, I always thought that in order to have brands be interested in you, you would need to have a big following first. Is that not true? Absolutely not. That's not true at all. And in fact, what brands care about is engagement right? Brands care about the engagement on your page. Are, do you have a loyal following? Because at the end of the day, the whole goal of the collaboration is for you to help you. And there's different, there's different uh, sometimes like as far as maybe they're just wanting to get the word out. But at the end of the day, it's to drive sales, right? Like brands want to collaborate with you to drive sales. And so um, that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that you have to have a large following in order to, um, to have brand partnerships. In fact, some of the most lucrative brand partnerships I've seen with, uh, with, with creators can be even like nano creators, micro creators, like even creators who have under 10,000 followers under 5,000 followers. It's do you, do your people want to pick up what you're putting down? Do they want to buy? Do they trust you? That's what it matters. And so it is about building that community about, you know, having that engagement when they're commenting on your page, where your followers really feel connected to you. And so if you are somebody who wants to uh, start getting into brand partnerships, start with your community, start and really building a strong community on your social media following in your email list um, so that they trust you. Um, that's, I think that's kind of my biggest advice, but yeah, that is, that's a big, big, big misconception for sure. So when you talk about building a community, is that like starting a Facebook group? Is that what you mean? I mean, it could be that, but it also could be 
that you are, when you do your posts on social media and people comment, you are quick to comment back. You start engaging in conversations. Maybe you start trying to get them into your DMs and have conversations, not necessarily to sell them anything or do that, but just get to know them. People want to feel connected, right? In your stories, um, you know, you really being active uh, throughout the day, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not, uh, chronologically like um, documenting, that's where I'm like, yeah. documenting your day um, because people want to get to know you, right? So showing a little bit more of your personal side, putting polls in there to up engagement, right? Again, it's just really trying to find ways on your social media to interact with your followers. Um, and that's, that's really kind of the, the, the best way to do that. So in terms of creating content for some of these brand partnership opportunities between, you know, creating the hook, creating the actual solution um, and scheduling on all these different platforms, how much time do you think it takes either daily or weekly and how often should people be posting these videos? Well, are you talking about, cause you, are you talking about when you're in a partnership with the brand or just regularly? Like uh, I mean, regularly, like if you're trying to get approached by those brand partnerships. Oh, okay. Right. So just how often should you be like posting on social media to get there? Right. You know, I think that that is a tough question. I will say particular, I mean, it's just because there's like no right answer, but this is what I'll say. Number one, Whatever you agree, like whatever you kind of map out for your own business to uh, is that's your cadence for posting. The biggest thing is being consistent with it, right? Because the thing is, is what a lot of people don't realize is that if you're not consistently showing up on social media, it already creates this like subconscious thought for the people who are following you that you're just not, a, that you're just not consistent. You want to buy from people who are consistent that show up, right? So, you know, sometimes, um, you know, posting every single day might not, you know, be aligned with whatever else that you have going on and that's okay, but just whatever you commit to commit to, I will say, if you are brand new and trying to grow social media, um, posting once a day will definitely up your chances for growing a following for sure. I mean, and some TikTok coaches will even say twice a day. I personally, the only time I ever did twice a day, I did it for two weeks as a test and I grew 30,000 new followers in two weeks from doing twice a day. I just decided for me though, as a single working mom, like, pff, no, I get like, I was gonna, no, I was like, I can't, I just can't do this anymore. Like with all the other things I had going on. Um, so I think that, you know, that's, that's the first thing is, is just whatever you commit to. So for instance, even my podcast, right? Like I have a podcast, I release Mondays and Thursdays and it does, it's just the key is it's just being consistent with it. Consistent, consistent, consistent. That's number one. Number two, I think that, you know, as far as how much time it takes, it, it, it depends on where you are in it. I can tell you that when I first started, holy God, I could do one like 30 second video and it'd take me like 30 minutes. Okay. Because it was like, I was so particular. I would like had to re-record. It was like the whole thing. The more you get the reps in, the faster you'll get with it. I also am a big believer though, of like, um, batching content. Uh, so like forever my, like I, what I would do is on Mondays, I would, um, map out the videos 
that I wanted to record for the week. And then I would on Tuesday, I would just go and record them. I wouldn't even like do all the videos. I would just like record them all. And then I would go back and like on Wednesday and start to edit some of them really quickly. Right. But I would never try and do it. I, for me personally, it never worked that if I, if I had to feel the stress of like putting out a new piece of content every day, because sometimes your days are up and down, right? You have, you get a bunch of coaching calls or you are, you know, whatever that looks like that can feel hard. So I'm just a big believer in staying consistent and then batching and really just time management um, to, and let me also say, you know, I'm also a big believer in like recycling content as well, right? Just doing, finding little chips and tricks to um, make it, you know, make it a little bit easier for sure. You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Bolts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. BoltsLegal.com. I love that. It's efficiency is what it's all about as a working business mom, whether it is your eating habits or your business doing things quickly and effectively is the only way for me that I can stay consistent with something is if I'm doing it efficient and I can do it uh, and I have a plan and yeah. like you suggested. So our podcast is centered around extreme marketing and knowing you, you've probably done some pretty extreme things in your life. So what would you say is something extreme, the most extreme thing that you've done either in your business or your personal life? And if you haven't done anything too extreme, then what's something extreme that you aspire to do? I mean, do you mean extreme or do you mean stupid? Cause I've done a lot of <laughs> stupid stuff. Okay. Like let, <laughs> let's clarify here. Do you mean extreme to where it is? Um, like I just sort of went all in and was like, okay, I'm just going to trust, like, let's just do this. Is that. Yeah. I think that I think so. I think one of the biggest things, and this goes back to the mentor, but every time I've hired a mentor, I'm like, oh God, that feels really scary because that's a lot of money. Um, and so, but I think for me, like just trusting that um, that that I was going to make that money back tenfold, um, I think that that was, that was a huge, uh, that's always like a huge kind of like scary moment for me. Um, you know, I, that's a really a tough one, but I just don't know that I've had, like, I think I... Um, I think for me, it's just really, like I said, being, being, being willing to invest in myself, um, even when that feels scary, being able to, in my business, um, do the hard things, even when they feel scary. Um, and really just, cause there's lots of days where I'm just constantly talking myself off the ledge, right? Because it kids can be very stressful as an entrepreneur with the one thing that a lot of people don't don't talk about is that when you become an entrepreneur, all of a sudden now you have to become, you're the CMO, you're the CEO, you're the CFO, you're the coach, you're the social media director. You're like all these things. And I was like, holy, like, these are not skill sets that just came a lot of them that came naturally to me. I had to learn a lot of them. And so 
I think for me, it's just constantly like striving to, you know, better myself in all these different areas, even when they feel really hard. Um, but I'm like, yeah, if we're talking about dumb stuff, I've done a lot of dumb stuff, but like, as far as <laughs> extreme like that, I think it's really kind of like a, a day in and day out of just really trusting that that's, that this is like exactly where I'm supposed to be and just kind of stay in the course. I love that. So I got to know someone as fit as you, and I think our listeners are going to be interested in this as well. What would be your top three fitness tips that you could give to someone who was looking to get in better shape and um, feel better about the, how they look? Okay. So number one, strength train thousand percent. I'm not just talking to my ladies over 40. I'm just talking to everybody. Strength train, strength train, strength train for sure. Uh, number two, I would say protein, 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 protein. Now you don't need to go like crazy with it. Um, but most people, um, under eat protein and that's a huge, huge piece of it. And then I would say the third thing is, is don't underestimate, um, don't underestimate, uh, rest, like restoration and, and like rest and relaxation. And also like, I think we, and I was guilty of this for so long of like, I just figured like, if I didn't work, if I didn't die at every workout, right. Like if I didn't murder myself at every workout then I wasn't doing it right. And you know, at the age of 45, I realized now that restorative exercise going for walks, you know, coupled with the strength training, not doing these long, massive bouts of cardio. That's actually way more effective. Um, just even neurologically too. Right. And we're not, especially for entrepreneurs who are already under tons of stress all the time. Um, just, you know, not eating enough and over exercising is absolutely the way to just totally throw your hormones out of whack. Uh, this is for men and women. Um, and so, yeah, I think those would be my top three. It's strength training, get more protein and do some more walks. Love that. So we have a surprise for you. Okay. Oh my God. I love it. And we wrote a jingle about you. Oh. <laughs> this is, I have to say that this is a first and I'm fired up. <laughs> Yay. Well, that was what I was hoping for. I'm sorry. I'm losing my voice, but we're going to play it for you. Hopefully technology is our friend, but we're, we'll send it to you as well. So you can look at it um, a little closer. <clears throat> but I mean, are you, are you going to give me permission to share this all over social media or, or, or no? Oh, I mean, if someone writes a jingle yes. about me, it's I'm, I'm, we're sharing, I'm sharing it. Well, that was our hope. So <laughs> perfect. So if you share it with your huge followers, we will not complain. Oh my God. I love um, it. So here we go. Give me one second to share my screen. Maybe I need to start doing this on my cast for podcast. First of all, that I'm just kidding. Cause nobody wants to hear me sing and I do not <laughs> play the guitar. So there's that. All right, here we go. Here's our Amber Shaw. Oh my God. Jingle. Amber Shaw, Amber Shaw. If you're seeking the truth, she's gonna bring it raw. Secrets that the world keeps quiet. Like you wanna lose weight without a diet. If you gotta start over at the age of 40, or get off the couch and learn to get real sporty. Next guest is the truth. Fire at your health belt, fire in your sweet tooth. Seems, Seems like, like some, some sort, sort of, of it girl, girl to me. me. Yeah, probably, probably captain of the cheerleading squad or something. something. She, she probably, probably crushes watermelons, watermelons with her thighs. 
Amber Shaw, Amber Shaw. Knowledge drops, that'll drop your jaw. If you want a better solution, she's got a podcast called The Wellness Revolution. Get ready for some cage free nuggets. Grab your almond milk and prepare to chug it. started listening to the wellness revolution i threw away those gluten-free air sandwiches and yeah i don't even have to drink fat-free water anymore free-range tofu yep quit that too are you serious oh my god that was freaking amazing you guys are hilarious and yes i'm sharing that nobody's ever written a jingle about me that is amazing yeah you guys are so great listen if this podcasting doesn't work out for you guys you guys gotta take it gotta take your show on the road i'm just kidding of course of course it's gonna work out for you but you maybe should still take your act on the road that was amazing oh my god thank you guys i mean my cheeks hurt because that was so great (laughs) i'm so glad that you liked it we, uh, I, I had a little bit of insider knowledge from having known you back from when you were in high school, but I just want to say that I am so inspired by the person you've become. It's not often that we get to know people in early in life who then take off to be such all around superstars and who you have become. I hope that you yeah, now, so many of my dreams. sorry, so, <laughs> AMV on that and one Oh, Seven, five. Here we okay. go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that was great. Um, I don't even know what I was saying anymore. So, but I am so proud of who you become. I'm so proud that I had the opportunity to know you even as a high schooler. I looked up to you then and I look up to you now. And so thank you for being here and for being vulnerable and sharing with us all your successes and i have i i trust that you are going to continue to blow up in any endeavor that you pursue and so if people want to follow you they want to find you where can they find you well first of all thank you so much for the kind words and i humbly receive them that means a lot to me and i'm just so grateful that we've been able to uh you know stay connected all these years and um just being able to see what you've done also with your life and how much you've grown and so thank you it's, it's an honor from where i sit as well um so where to find me so i am on the you know the uh, the instagram and tiktok but i love um connecting with people um, um, on Instagram, if you want to send me a DM, I'm at uh, MS Amber Shaw, Ms. Amber Shaw. You can also find me at the Wellness Revolution podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm, I am uh, all around and I would love, love, love to connect with uh, your listeners. Amber, it's been an absolute pleasure actually getting to know you. I feel like I already know you because I've been watching you on TikTok and listening to your podcast, but it's just been so beautiful to have you here and really get to know you more in depth. And everything that Brooke said about you prior to even meeting you is true to the 100%. So thank you so much for your time today. And thank you for all the difference that you make in the lives of other women who are on their their own wellness journey. You are so sweet. Thank you so much. And it was so amazing to meet you as well. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you 
to encourage you and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's get biz done. Thank you.